0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms.
3: And welcome back to Little Cuts, our weekly mini Soda where we dig into things that we've been watching recently. I'm Terry.
4: And I'm Mary Beth. This week we're talking Mike Flanagan, a killer remake, mm. The Shape, and an aquatic horror riff on Alien.
3: Yeah, we are. Yeah. It's Mike Flanagan. <laughs> haven't watched it yet. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I haven't so, watched it. Curious about your thoughts.
4: Yeah, so obviously I'm talking about Midnight Mass, Mike Flanagan's new New joint on netflix and as of today when we're recording this they also just announced that he is a da- he is doing ju-
3: <coughs> sorry
0: <laughs> terry has died i almost died
3: on camera
4: has died I'm on drinking camera
3: an absolute grapefruit paloma and i almost <laughs> died on it like what a way to go oh my god i am so sorry <laughs>
4: that was incredible my co-host died on the stream.
3: <laughs> what would happen then? Like, I couldn't stop the recording. It would just, like, I would, <laughs> go on for forever.
4: I would... I think I think Cassie follows me on Twitter, so I would, like, contact her. So I would, like, find her or or, or Nick or Nicole and be like... <gasps> he died or is in the process of actively dying
3: oh geez can you imagine imagine? that is some
4: horror movie shit right there
3: it really is oh god that really actually kind of burned
4: (laughs) yeah choking on alcohol was not fun
3: no it really isn't um okay so you said today (laughs) it was announced
4: um Today it was announced that Flanagan is also doing a new limited series for Netflix, The the Fall of the House of Usher, which is going to be an adaptation. Oh, you didn't see that?
3: Girl, I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on the internet. I have, like, no internet at work. And I came straight home to do the the fucking...
4: I didn't... Okay, fair enough. (laughs) But yeah, so they just announced... Sorry, I forget that also my job is me, like, being in the horror news. I'm like, bitch, you don't know? Of course, what the fuck is (laughs) wrong with me? But they announced that he is doing... It eight part limited series, uh, follow the House of Usher. Oh damn! Based, uh, so it's not just that story; it's um, like a bunch of the works. But yeah, he's doing that now, which is super cool. That's fucking rad. And he's gonna kill it with Netflix, he or? He kills it. yeah, with Netflix. Um, not related to the haunting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the previous stuff? So, so good for him continuing to make cool series out of um horror fiction, which is rad. Yeah. But Midnight Mass, which is not based on horror fiction and is, like, one of his most personal, um, or his most personal, um, like, f- work so far, came out, not last, was it Two last weeks? week? Two weeks? Two weeks? I don't know. I don't know.
3: What is time? Time is the train Mid-time driving is- by. It's really loud.
4: <laughs> Great. But, so, yeah, I saw Midnight I watched Midnight Mass. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't think I liked it as much as some people. Terry, I don't know if you're gonna like it very much. There's a lot of monologuing about faith. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, I think a lot of people really appreciate that because it's like pretty, it, they're really, they're well written monologues about faith and like finding your faith and what it means to believe in God or some higher power. Um, I was not a huge fan of them. It got kind of boring. I was just like, it's just like it, it feels like a play, like a lot of people just talking at each other. And then there's some really good horror. Like the horror in it is incredible. But I feel like the monologues really sort of like make it stall it out a little bit, especially when it comes to the horror aspects. Yeah. Um, Did I you think s- it affects the pacing.
3: Did you see Chase Williamson's uh tweet on Twitter? No, I didn't. <laughs> He's like,
4: I I saw it, but I didn't
3: listen to it. He's like, character on Midnight Mass. Hey, do you know what time the general store opens? And then random extra, and he he does like a performance because he's an actor, and so he like records himself doing it. He's like, when does the store open? Well, and then he goes on to this whole like monologue about his past and history and his parents and everything. He's like, so when does it open? It opens at ten. After like this whole long two minute like monologue.
2: (laughs) And like.
4: I feel bad because they're very well written. Right, it's beautiful. It's just like I got a little. I got a little bored. I got a little bored. I will say there was one monologue in episode four, I think, that had me sobbing so hard. Oh, wow. Steve was like, "Are from the other room?" Was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> and reader, listener, pardon me. I was not okay because what Flanagan is so good at doing is taking like. These universal experiences of grief, addiction, trauma, and like distilling them into these like very beautiful moments that mm-hmm. punch you in the fucking heart. Like I, I had a fa- a really close family member. No, I won't spoil it because if I t- if I say what happens,
3: yeah, don't don't spoil, I'll spoil it. it.
4: But it, it basically, like, it. the monologue is about something that I recently went through, and it fucking mm. punched me in the stomach, because it's Kate Siegel monologue,
0: mm. and it's
4: beautiful. Like, she's incredible, but, like, mm-hmm. ooh, I'm getting, like, emotional just thinking oh. about it. Like, that's how good it is. Wow. So, like... I get, bo- I got bored sometimes, but it really, like, obviously, if I'm about to cry thinking about it now, like, it's still incredibly emotionally impactful. And the performances are incredible. Everyone said, Ham- like, Hamish Linklater, like, that boy, like, steals the, steals the show. But yeah. everyone in it is incredible. Like, it's an ensemble piece, really. Um, Like, all of his, all of his shows are. Like, there's a main character, but it's, 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 he really lets all of his characters shine. And the horror is so good. I can't spoil it, but it I don't know how much you've seen.
3: I know very little about okay, this good. show, actually, good. except that because... like I think it takes on place on a coastal town.
4: Uh, an island, actually. It's an, an
3: island. island. Okay. That is literally all I know about it. Oh.
4: So, um, I won't say anything. But ultimately, it's really good. It's fucking heartbreaking, but it's incredibly well made. It's Mike Flanagan, so.
3: Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I, I love him. I think he is. I think he's f- fantastic. I don't think he has really made a dud. Uh, yeah. I'm think like thinking back, and I don't think I've seen a single one of his movies that it didn't at least appreciate, or not just movies, but shows and everything that he didn't that I didn't at least appreciate. But yeah, I'm hopefully not doing much of anything this weekend, and so maybe I can sit down and actually fucking watch the show, and <laughs> maybe we can talk about it like spoilery.
4: Yeah. I, I, it's just, it's hard to talk about what I love so much about it without it being mm-hmm. spoilery. So when you see it, I'm, I'll be excited to talk to you about it. Oh, yeah. But what is this killer remake that you okay.
3: are? I was nervous about watching this film.
4: I think I know what you're talking about.
3: And so I sat down and I watched the movie that it was based on because I had no relationship to this franchise whatsoever. Uh, it's Slumber Party Massacre, the remake of The Slumber Party Massacre from uh, 1982 yeah 1982 a Mm -hmm. roger corman film uh yeah so uh i didn't completely like the original one uh but this remake is fucking rad
4: hell yeah
3: it's weird that it's coming out on sci-fi
4: yeah never bodes well like i hate that for sci-fi but usually if you see sci-fi you're like oh god it's a sharknado
3: right and this is as different from a sci-fi original movie than it can possibly be this i am actually a little mad that this isn't premiering on like shutter or something uh because it feels like I, god i hate saying this but it feels like a real
4: movie <laughs> ah it's like a made for tv movie
3: <laughs> right and, and, you know, that line gets blurred now that now that we're in a world of like streaming and everything is like some variance of, but like, when you talk about basic cable and you talk about cable shows, this is not what I think of when I, when I, when I think of those. Mm-hmm. Okay. And unfortunately, I don't, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe there'll be a, a Blu-ray release and it won't have this issue. There is one scene. Have you seen that? You haven't seen the original, have you? summer party mm. massacre no so there's like a, a shower scene in that one it's like gratuitous like the camera is while, while the ladies are talking it is like foam fixed on her back and then it literally goes down to her ass and it goes back up to her to her back directed by a woman but you can tell that again i mean we've we've talked about the other roger corman film
4: Humanoids in the deep right
3: yeah Humanoids from the deep and how
4: really okay hot take here roger corman might be a little bit trash
3: maybe Ooh.
4: Am I going to get canceled? <laughs> I don't care. I just, I don't like that. Those two things make me angry.
3: Now that I'm saying it, I want to verify that it is Roger Cortman because it said, that's what it says on IMDb. But
4: remember when he told the director of humanize with the Diva didn't have enough rape in it. <laughs> Cause Pepper's farm remembers.
3: And also me. Pepper's farm does remember. Uh, it is. <laughs> uh, so IMDb was right. I was, I was a little worried about that after I said that, but yes. Uh, So, so there's that scene in that original, and in this one, there is a gratuitous scene of a man who is going to shower outside, and the camera is foisted on his ass. And unfortunately, because it's a sci-fi original movie, it's pixelated. The screener I had was pixelated. I don't know if that's going to change. I don't know if, like, if we get a DVD or a Blu-ray release, and that will not be. Uh, pixelated, but the version I saw was pixelated, and it's unfortunate because dude seemed to have a really nice ass, and it was a hilarious scene because he goes in the shower and he is sudsing up, and it is like close up on his chest and on his nipple, it is do going you down see to dong? his v. Do you, you do see, see dong? dong. No okay. dong. I
4: guess it's TV, so it's TV, so like, I mean can't they pixelated
3: dong. the ass, so there's no way we're gonna see dong in this. But it was just it was a perfect moment that had me dying of laughter because it shows how ridiculous this trope is and there's I a moment it. earlier I love that
4: though the yeah, the there's guy. a moment earlier
3: where guys are hitting each other with with pillows and it's just like there it has this playfulness of like showing how ridiculous it is that this is what people think of when they when they think of a, a woman's slumber party and so that the premise behind it it's very similar well I don't want to spoil anything it starts off very similar where there's there's a there's a massacre at a slumber party cuts to 20 years later, and the kid of the mom who survived the original Slumber Party Massacre is going out to a cabin, and all of a sudden, things start to come together like they did in the past, and then it goes from there in a very surprising, fuck yeah, this is awesome way. And this movie is very surprisingly subversive, and surprisingly incredibly smart.
4: I loved You fucking love to hear it.
3: Directed by Danishka, Danishka Esterhazy. I don't know how to pronounce her first name. I apologize. Who she did um, level 16. I don't know if you ever saw that.
4: No, but I knew... I know about it. I've heard of it.
3: Yeah. Rad. Loved it. Uh, it's going to hit sci-fi on the 16th, I believe. Okay. Next week. I think it's the 16th. Uh, so definitely, if you, have, if you have sci-fi, you should watch this movie because it is... I mean we have a wealth of riches this month, but it is it's fucking rad.
4: Yeah, Jesus Christ, this month is packed.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. Loved it. Uh speaking of the month being packed though, there's another thing that came out that's coming out next week that I guess we should probably talk about.
3: Yeah. A little, we both little, saw little
4: indie. Little indie horror. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. Indie horror about some I don't know, some unknown killer. I mean, do we even know anything about
4: who, Do we do who really even knows Michael Myers? <laughs> <laughs> but we both saw Halloween Kill.
2: We sure bah, did. Bah,
4: bah, 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 bah.
3: <laughs> uh what 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 did you think?
4: Um <clears throat> what would you think?
3: <laughs> wow. That's
4: terrible. That's really terrible. I'm me. sorry. No, no, I have no problem. I, um it was it was okay. I think this film ultimately suffers from being the second in a trilogy that maybe shouldn't have been a trilogy. Mm. I think that there's an interesting thing going on in this film, in that it focuses much more on the other citizens of Haddonfield who were affected by Michael Myers 40 years ago. And so it still kind of tries to continue that that trauma train. (laughs) (laughs) All aboard the trauma train. Um, Oh, that's
3: a train I don't want to get on
4: i'm already on it just going <laughs> forward but like you know the first the 2018 halloween is a lot about like how laurie has grown up and how the whole all of the like her ptsd and how it's affected her daughter and her granddaughter
0: it's very self really,
4: yeah and but in this one they want to branch out and like i can see why because i think there is something really cool about looking at how an entire town is affected by a sla i like guess like a slasher villain i think that it is a really cool concept. I just think there was maybe a little bit too much trying to be fan service-y mm. to the point where I was like, I'm not really sure who who this movie is for. And like, why why? Why would you make this? Why would you make three movies instead of two? You know what I mean? Like, it feels like I can see where the third one is going by the end well yes obviously sorry listeners
0: I'm
3: holding up my fingers going money that's why there's three
4: (laughs) I know it's just like it's so frustrating because like it's like I know why you're doing this and it's not it's just yeah so that's kind of where I'm at with it what about you
3: um, so I think there's a lot of interest, like you said, there's a lot of interesting things going on here. I like the idea of taking that generational trauma that was self-contained with the Strode family and then looking at everyone else that's affected because of course there are fan servicers, returning characters. Kyle Richards comes back. My girl. Yeah. Uh,
4: <laughs> Marian nurse, the woman yeah, who plays nurse, nurse, Mary comes back,
3: comes back. Tommy Doyle, who's played by Anthony Michael Hall, is here. And so there's like, it kind of explores that sort of generation trauma from, like you said, a more macro level as opposed to the micro level in the first one. And that's interesting. I think there's interesting things here about the nature of fear and how it can get easily whipped up and become something bigger than it once was. Yeah. But I don't think they're necessarily explored enough, partly because there's so much exposition in here. There's a lot of flashbacks. There's, there's so a lot much of. Exposition. Going back to the, either the original movie or adding to the original movie or bringing back mentions. Uh, every time they had a character's introduced, they have to cut back to that character in that movie. And so there's, there, there's a lot of that going on that I really don't think that this should have been a trilogy. Uh, and also, I will say, I think this is a better Jason movie than it is a Michael Myers movie.
4: That is a great way to put it
3: because yeah i, I mean they, i lost they, track of the kill count at like 25
4: the kills in this are fucking gnarly there's oh they are there's some nasty shit in this movie which i i, I gasped at one point like quite loudly mm. and so it's enjoyable from that regard and from a gore perspective like it's 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 gross like it is mm-hmm. a slasher for sure
3: i didn't hate there's it some, i did not hate this movie no but... i did not at
4: all like it's fun i just think that after what I saw with the, with the new like with 2018, I'm a little disappointed. I think mm. that they didn't use certain characters as much as they sh- should have, and that was really frustrating to me. Yeah. But also, like, it's fun. It's a rather it's Halloween movie. You see Michael do some crazy shit. There's some funny side characters, big John and little John, obsessed with them. Hmm. Like, they're very big, small characters, but I don't know. I thought they were a fun little addition to the movie. And I cared about them way more than I think I was meant to,
3: which... I think a lot uh. of people did. <laughs> I... <laughs> I was actually annoyed.
4: <laughs> so you were. I mean, that's fair because they are also annoying. Because I also really, I I was annoyed by them because they're called Big John and Little John, and I was like, ugh. But they were so. I I liked their addition to the movie because they added a mm. little bit of something, a little spice, and like. But I know what you mean.
3: <laughs> I say this as a gay person about a gay couple, but I was a little annoyed.
4: <laughs> You're allowed. <laughs>
3: uh yeah but it, it was fun i had a good time with the movie yeah. uh i just i don't know
4: i have a feeling the third one's gonna be pretty good if it's like anything like what i think it's going to be i bet it's gonna be pretty badass
3: well a uh, you- little hint on i don't know we both we both were in a press thing with with uh the, the cast and stuff and jamie lee curtis said that the third one is going to piss people off
4: oh she said that too oh uh-huh. i didn't get that Oh, yeah, it a little hand If you want to,
3: if you want to hear more, Look, go check out the interviews with the cast.
4: <laughs> I love a good piss me off though. That's very yeah. exciting. So yeah, that's Halloween Kills hits theaters and Peacock a week from when this recording comes out,
0: mm-hmm. right?
4: Yeah, Friday. Yes. So, so check it out, and it'll be on if it's you know you can see it in theaters. I know they are really encouraging people to see it in theaters, but it it will have that same day release on streaming. So. I had fun watching it on my laptop. (laughs) Maybe I just like watching things from my home and don't like going outside, but I had a good time watching it at my house. I am very much pushing for people to go see it in theaters and I get it, but I was just like, I'm I'm happy in my home.
0: Yeah.
3: So.
4: Anyway. Halloween kills.
3: Halloween kills.
4: It's fine.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Put that on the poster. Um, Okay, so let's take it back to 1989, which was the year for aquatic horror. Um, So many movies, so many aquatic horror movies came out at that year. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I think the, gosh, I wish I had pulled up my list beforehand, but I think The Abyss came out that year, Um, Leviathan came out that year, Mm. Deep Star Six came out that year, Uh, Lords of the Deep came out the year. The Rift came mm-hmm. out that year. Like Jesus. we're talking like it was the year of aquatic horror.
4: Yeah. Holy shit. It really was. The year of aquatic horror.
3: Uh so what did you think of Leviathan since this was your first time watching it?
4: Uh it's alien underwater.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I li- I I think I liked it. I liked the monster the monster so what's it is really about good.
3: let's let's start there yeah that's
4: true let's start what is it yeah sorry threw me off because i was like what is it about um well a the head of a major corporation hires a crew to basically go deep down underwater for a mining project uh when they uh when they're while they're doing their drilling pro- and this, this takes place what like three very close when they're done, right? They're like 24 hours out mm-hmm. from being finished. Mm-hmm. So they've almost completed their their drilling mission. They're talking about how three months of hard work, like they're almost done, what's gonna go to waste. They find a sunken ship.
3: You one could say a derelict ship. A derelict
2: ship. <laughs> hmm. Alien. And it's
4: it's called <laughs> the Leviathan. Um it's a Soviet freighter. And uh, well, on that ship is, uh, something pretty fucked up. (laughs) A malevolent life form, as this describes. Um, and, but it's not just, like, kills you, it infects you, and mutates the people who have touched it. Like, the first guy, six-pack who gets it, gets covered in these weird skin lesions. Yeah, what the hell? Have not seen him. I just forgot about that guy for, like, a hot second. Oh, that's right, Home Alone. I was trying to fucking remember. I was like, I know what he's from. Home Alone.
3: Home
0: Alone.
4: Um, and then so it starts like a contagion spreading the ship. There's a monster. It they all kind of like morph together, right? They like bodies grow spotty horror. That it has a mouth like um, it's like the alien an versus and the thing. Yeah, it has like an alien, uh, not alien, um, anglerfish type mm, mouth, mm-hmm. like the unhinged jaw with the creepy teeth. So it has that deep sea creature look, which I really like. So
3: that's the movie. Uh, what a cast!
4: Yeah, what a cast. But yeah, it's basically a crew goes to do something. And for a corporation, bad shit happens, and the corporation's like, gotta finish the job, and then they all die. Well, not all of them, but, like, a lot of them die.
3: But, but I mean, yeah, like, so Meg Foster plays the corporate businesswoman that is sent them all to their doom. Love her. Yes. Daniel Stern is in it. Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters Hudson. is in it.
0: Oh, he's so good.
3: Peter Weller, Robocop himself.
4: That is Robocop. There was, there was another guy in it that I love. Richard Back, Crenna? I think that's who they are talking about. Who was who in like is. Rambo.
3: He was in a lot of the Rambo movies.
4: Was it Richard Crenna that I was thinking about? Because this guy, the guy who I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, Hector
3: Elizondo? Him maybe? That's who it
4: is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Hector, yeah, because he was in a bunch of like, he played a character, this is so silly, in the Princess Diaries that I really love.
3: <laughs> he sure did.
4: And I know that's, like, a silly... Like, that's my point of reference for him. And so it was that's just fun to see him in this movie. I love that movie. Well,
3: I mean, I do think he he is known for, like, a lot of romantic comedy, surprisingly. Like, if you look on his yeah. own movie page, it's, like, Pretty Woman, Runaway Bride, The Princess Diaries. Like, these are some of the movies that he was, you know, involved with.
4: Yeah, exactly. But, so, yeah, I, I guess I was just, like, stuck. I think, like, there's this particular scene, like, after. So they go into this... The ship, they find a safe. They bring the safe inside. Very Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Where, they, see, they see, like, see like. Or would you say the Titanic
3: is very Leviathan?
4: Oh, that's a good point. Oh, very good point. <laughs> Pardon me. Pardon me. Get my timelines. Up, oh, my God, Titanic, and inspo from Leviathan.
0: <laughs> I killed him again. Motherfuck. I killed him again.
3: <laughs> that just went up my nose. Jesus Christ. You <gasps> oh, gotta stop
4: God. drinking. Terry, I'm gonna kill we're gonna Terry's gonna die on this this recording. But um, you know, they're going through this safe, and then Six Pack is infected, and then you know, everyone's like, ah, what's happening? And they have this conversation that is very reminiscent of Alien, where they're talking about their shares oh and how yeah. much money they're gonna get. Mm-hmm. And that stuck out to me a lot because it's also like the one black guy is like they're gonna cut our shares in half if we're not if we don't complete the job. And, you know, again, very alien. And there's even, I think it's right around this point, too, where um Peter Weller's character is talking to Martin on, on a TV. And is like, and this is very, again, like Tom Skerritt's character an Alien. Like, what do we fucking do? And she, and but she was just like, no, like, if you can't, we can't leave, have you leave 24 hours before you're supposed to. Like, it'll be fine. And it's just got that sinister corporate vibe of just like we are all a slave to capitalism and we are just we're nothing more than collateral so that that scene really stuck out to me just because i was like this really is alien but underwater but i also love that because underwater is scary shit
3: it certainly is uh i mean it certainly is and uh, sorry i'm I think that they really like leaned into the alien um, aspect very hard. I mean, they even hired Jerry Goldsmith to do the f- to do the score. Oh, really? Yeah. <sighs>
4: like, <laughs> I guess he just knew he was just like, all right, like it's fine. Well, because it was George. It's a George George Cosmatos who is Panos Cosmatos' dad and Panos Cosmatos. Oh shit. Yeah, Thanos Kosmatos, the director of Beyond the Black Rainbow, and Mandy. So this is his dad.
3: Which is I did really, not which is put a fun- that together.
4: Well, I saw his name was Cosmatos, and I was like, that's that's a pretty
3: I did unique- too, I wasn't I didn't think anything else. I was like, that's weird. Oh I what googled a it immediately.
4: I was just like, I have to know. <laughs> yeah, that's his dad. Wild. It's really yeah, it's it's wild. Very different filmmaking sensibilities. <laughs>
3: uh yeah. Yeah.
4: Not like father like son, and that's okay. We respect I mean- it
3: we do you got sometimes you gotta swerve um i i I thought this movie was funny uh i loved the the part where uh meg foster's character is like i realize you've gone through hell and ernie uh is like gone bitch we still here (laughs) i loved it and then the final line when they're gonna blow up the monster is say ah motherfucker the ending of this is bonkers yeah. The ending of this movie is bonkers. From the time that they escape from the, the facility, they get up to the top, there's sharks in the water suddenly, and then let's say fight that off, then the, the ship comes in to save them, and then the monster comes out, poor Ernie gets murdered, he says, ah, motherfucker, and then it ends with him punching out Meg Foster. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this movie, it's man.
4: It's incredible. I also love the gag um, where the little creepy, it's at the beginning, The sea- the creepy sea crab jumps out, and she stabs it. Oh,
3: facehugger vibes right there. The
4: facehugger vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, facehugger vibes. And also just like, again, that bottom of the ocean is fucking mm. horrifying. And that shit is real. Yeah. Like that crab. That's a real like that. That's a real crab or crab. I don't know actually if that's a crab. Sorry, guys. I'm not no, it
3: is. It it okay, is yeah and then and then six packs stumbling down to the ravine a la alien except instead of uh, egg sacs, there's tubular worms which tubular worms are fucking weird
4: they're fucking weird and they live in those vents those like hot weird vents mm-hmm. that have like certain kinds of bacteria i swear to god like it makes sense for this to take place on the ocean floor because you don't know what the fuck is down there i was watching some video the other day about how there's a lake somewhere and it it People haven't explored out the whole bottom of the lake. And there's like caverns Damn. that are made out of peat moss. And I'm like, the the water is horrifying. We don't know really about the ocean, but anything.
3: <laughs> That's why I up. love aquatic horror, <laughs> because it's like, I know. it's like space, but it's in our backyard.
4: It's wild. Like, there's so little we know about this. And I was thinking a lot about underwater, the movie underwater, because like, there's mm-hmm. like some obviously some similar vibes, but I was really, really love the fact that like six pack and the douchebag from that movie, kind of meet their ends pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love it when a movie has an asshole and they know very quickly that, like, it's time for that asshole to meet, like, meet their maker. I always appreciate, appreciate that.
3: First death has to be exposable, disposable. And of course, who's more disposable than the asshat? The sexist asshat. Exactly. The sexist
4: asshat. Named sec- Six Pack.
3: Named Six Pack. Like, come on. You were doomed. Sorry, You doom.
4: were doomed. But yeah, this is a fun one.
3: (laughs) It was fun. I I haven't seen it probably since, um, I don't know, the 90s. Uh, So it's been a while for me, but it just brought me back. I think it's a fun movie. It's not great, but it's a fun movie.
4: It's like a fun creature feature.
3: Yeah. And like,
4: you get to see Alien underwater, which like, I mean, Alien's a great movie. And this is, it's got all like... The, su- the, su- the weird creepy suits when they go underwater, and like the whole mm-hmm. air, like the air isn't gonna last. You know, you mm-hmm. get all that good tension on top of everything else.
3: If you're gonna riff on a movie, riff on the best, and that's Alien in like, the do Thing. Do and do job both. and
4: like have a creepy, have a really gross giant creature. I mean, respect. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but so, what aquatic horror are we talking about next week, Terry? Oh.
3: We are going to Korea to discuss Bong Joon-ho's The Host, which I love this movie. I'm so excited to rewatch it.
4: I am so excited. This movie's incredible. It's so good. Bong Joon-ho is an incredible filmmaker. And I think his range, we'll talk about this, but like his range is just like, how? I don't understand the different kinds of movies you've made are just like, I cannot fathom having a brain like that. So I'm stoked to talk about it because it's one of his earlier, earlier movies too.
0: Mm
3: Mm-hmm. Um, And then who are we talking to on Monday?
4: We're talking to Katie Reif, the AV AV club critic and a music box programmer herself. And we are Mm -hmm. discussing the classic Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Honey, I
3: Shrunk the Kids.
4: Which is way more upsetting than I remembered it being from my childhood. So get ready for that.
3: (laughs) And his surprising thematic depth.
4: Yeah. Did not appreciate this movie for what it was um no yeah it's really fun and katie knows a lot about it and there's some really fascinating history with the production of honey i shrunk the kids so the episode has got a lot of really cool history on top of our own <laughs> our own interpretations of the themes mm-hmm. but listeners you've heard from us we want to hear from you did you watch a film that we watched and have some thoughts do you have suggestions for movies we should talk about you can send us an email at scarred life podcast at gmail.com or you can reach out to us directly on twitter I am at MB McAndrews
3: And I'm at Gailey Dreadful.
4: And of course, don't forget to follow the podcast on Twitter at Scarred Podcast.
3: We just had our two-year anniversary. We've, we're have we into Yay. the triple digits with our episodes. So please celebrate that with us and give us a, a rating and a review, please. And make sure you're subscribed because uh, it's Yay. been a minute since we've had a review. And I would love to see that number hit 100 because we have been stuck at 84 for a minute. So can we please get to like 100 reviews and or ratings? That would be absolutely fabulous.
4: It would be. um, But thank you, Eric Power, for artwork. Thank you, Sean Keller, for our music. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please stay safe out there. But most importantly, stay creepy.
3: And until next time.